Hey, 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 Painted Purpose listeners. I hope everybody has a great day today. We are here in November already. I know it's been a minute since my last podcast, but I've been taking a little break, um, trying to piece some things together. So I will be back shortly. However, we have a special guest on tonight with us. I think you all will be excited about the information that she has to share. We are um, have a special guest, Coach Tamariel Stapleton. She is a financial and credit life coach, and she chose this area of coaching because of her own past struggles in this area. It actually took her five years to undo the damage that she had created simply because she did not have the knowledge to make better decisions. And so this created a passion within her to help as many people as possible. In 2021, she actually started her business, Tested Solutions. And the reason why she chose this name was because of the solutions she provides to her clients to get to the level of success has already been proven and tested. And so that's where she gets the name Tested Solutions. The word of God tells us that the people perish due to lack of knowledge. And this applies to us in all areas of our lives. And she wants us to have this knowledge. And so she is here today joining us to answer some questions that we have regarding finances, regarding um, our credit. And it's very vital that you know we get as much knowledge as we we can in these areas especially for our young people because they're starting fresh and so they want to be able to have the necessary information um and her motto is we can't do better until we know better and she's excited and ready to take you from where you are today to where you want to be welcome coach tamario how are you doing Hello, hello. I am doing fine. Thank you for uh, allowing me time and space to come on your platform and just to be able to talk about these things that we really don't talk about as we're growing up. We don't. Not enough. I'm, I was the same way. Had to learn from <laughs> some deep trials. <laughs> so we are excited and appreciate you, uh, your willingness to come and give us some nuggets Um and, and so I guess we'll just hop right in. So the first question that I have, what's the most reliable way? No, matter of fact, let's not even start there. How important is credit? Well, credit is actually very important. And especially in today's time, uh, you know, what we see today is probably nothing that we would have ever imagined when we were in school. Um, even probably in college, we knew that things were changing. But, you know, now money is also almost obsolete. Of course, we still use money, but everything is digital. And uh, credit is very, 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 very important because it's, it's almost a catch-22 because, you one, you have to understand it to be able to manage it and um, to be able to know what to do with it. You if you, um, I don't want to get ahead of myself and um, probably answer other questions that you might ask, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, credit, when we look at credit, we got, some people are scared of credit because all you hear, you know, you get bad credit or uh, you get into situations you can't get out of, but you can go through life and not have credit and you still won't get nowhere because when it comes to the point, yeah, you can say, well, I don't have any credit. I'm ready for my house. I don't have any bad credit, but not having credit is also bad credit because they want to see, you know, what type of person you are. And they look at your credit, even if you're still not that same person that messed up five years ago that you are today, they still 
creditors want to know what type of person you are by how you spend your money, how you pay your bills. So credit, credit, credit is definitely like, it's very, 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 very important. All right. And so now that we're tapping into credit, I know um, a lot of times you hear people, their number one credit problem <laughs> revolves around um, credit cards. <laughs> and so they ended up being a lot of debt because I know, you know, coming out of high school, going into college, it's like, as soon as I walked across the stage, I had credit cards waiting for me. <laughs> and, and, you know, I hear people say, it's not bad, but you have to be careful with credit cards. So what's your advice when it comes to credit cards? When it comes to credit cards, now it does depend on where you are with credit. So like if I was talking to someone that was getting ready to graduate and uh, getting ready to go into college, I would not necessarily encourage them to get a card at that point uh, because it is easy. Like you said, you're getting offers. They know you're coming out of school. They know you need money because who's who's the brokest people in, in the nation? College, college students. <laughs> so they're going to send you stuff. And if you don't have the right mentality, it feels like free money. Or you can even convince yourself, oh, it's just $200 or it's just a $300 limit. You know, that's no big deal. I can pay that with this or pay that with that. But when you haven't had the education to be able to know what you can and can't handle, those, you know, those little charges, they add up. You don't know what life is going to bring. Um, staying in school can get to the point where it's more important, you know, to go buy your noodles. And it's more important to uh, get your book than it is to pay that $20 credit card bill or something else. So it comes to what is our priorities at the time that we're getting things. And so um, for someone who is very young, I wouldn't encourage them to, um, especially starting college, at some point they need to get it. So don't get me wrong, but just going into college, first year, second year, I would say as much as possible, don't try to get any credit, but the way parents can help though, they're, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but if the way that parents can help students get a jump start on their credit without them having to take out credit cards and have that responsibility, they can add their child to their credit card as an authorized buyer. Yes, they will. There will a card will come in the mail with the name on it, but you don't have to give that card to them. You don't even have to let them know that they have a card. You know, so like I put my, I didn't know this when my oldest two were, and I wasn't even in a position to do it at that point. But once I found out this information on my third child, when she was about sixteen years old, I added her to my credit card. It was uh, the credit card that I had opened the longest with the best credit rating, you know, good payment history, all that stuff. I just added her as an authorized buyer and um, authorized user. A card came in the mail. All I did was just uh, put it in the shredder because I knew she was never going to use it. I never told her. But every time I pay my bill, she get points. So now that she's at a place, she's 19. She's not really ready to move out yet, but she's trying to get herself uh, in that place. When she looks at her, when she got a credit report, we were going through it and she was like, where's this Capital One credit card coming from? I was like, I added you to the card. And it <laughs> made her, and it, now she only has that one thing on her credit, but she also has a decent credit score and she has done absolutely nothing. 
And I'm glad you said that because, um, and that was one of my questions, but I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I too added my daughter as an authorized user um, to my Walmart and then my credit one as well. Um, but one thing I did not know that you just mentioned, and I'm glad, I didn't know that they still, um, it still impacted their credit, even if they didn't use the card that was assigned to them. And so yeah. I've been telling her, you know, you swipe your card and then we'll pay it off. So I didn't know that she didn't actually have to swipe her card and that it was just dependent on her just being on the account. No, yep. She doesn't never have to. Um, my daughter has never swiped that card one time. Uh, but because I kept the payment history good, it reflects on her credit as well. So it, vice versa. If something goes bad and I go to the left and I lose all the training that I've learned <laughs> and my credit. uh gets hit her credit is gonna get hit as well yeah well i'm glad you told me that so now i can go retrieve that card from her and <laughs> and we'll just take it from there let her gain her credit um from me paying the bill <laughs> right right all right so you know uh, on top of that because you do have some college students you know that may not have parents that have that credit card to, to be able to add them as a user. And, you know, you may have some college students that says, well, you know, I don't have any money. So what advice do you have for college students when it comes to, you know, um, of course you, you let us know when it comes to credit cards, but what about them? You know, how, how can they avoid debt as a college student when, like you say, they're already broke. So. Uh, basically as a college student, I think, um, now, there may be other things out there, but the un information that I have, I think the best route that they could go would be not to get a credit card. Now, um, they could get a secured card, but like you said, they don't have money. But if they had, uh, like if their parents was willing to give them two or three hundred dollars um, as a, in a, as an advance or, you know, something, whatever their parents want to put as a stipulation for, I'm going to give you this. And then you take they take out a secured credit card. Well, I mean, it still works the same as a regular credit card, um, but it's their money. So it's not the bank giving them $300. You got to put $300 on the card. And now as you use the card, you have to pay back. You're basically paying back yourself. So maybe in some per person's mind, that could kind of uh, help them to stay focused on, okay, I need my money back. So I'm going to go ahead and pay these charges, but just completely stand out of debt. Now, first of all, we can't live without debt as adults, but I think we can um, push it off as far as possible. So the way that you push it off is you don't go and get those small loans. Don't go get payday loans. You know, well, could you can still have a job in college. So you could still take your check to one of those payday places and get money into the next check. That is the absolute worst mistake you could ever make. <laughs> and I believe we've all as adults probably went through that cycle at least once, but um, stay away from those companies, stay away from, you know, anything quick. I think, you know, if they can do odd jobs, if they could, especially nowadays where people are kind of tapping into their own, um, their own gifts, maybe, you know, they see everybody else doing something, being entrepreneurs, creating things. And I think when you see other people doing new things, it kind of creates something within others 
okay, I can do that too. You see, I see my classmate doing it. I can do that too. Well, what, what's in me? So I guess just hanging around people is one way, you know, hang around people that want more, hang around like-minded people. When you see, when you're hanging around your friends or people that you're associating with and the way they do and move and talk and spend their money is maybe a little different than what you do. You have to begin to recognize that in order to get from the place that you are and go to the next place, you got to hang with people that have the same mindset or going in a different direction than the people that you're currently hanging with. So because I, it's the people that you hang with that create that desire and that passion that kind of sparks that passion on the inside of you to do more. So if you hang with people that are happy with what they're doing and they don't have a drive to do better and, you know, sometimes they can get us in a place of complacency and we're just okay until we're not. Yeah. And you, you actually answered one of my questions in, in that too. Um, so it was, can debt be, be avoided? But <laughs> you already answered that. It cannot be avoided. However, the amount of debt that we incur can be avoided. Um, and so what, how much debt is too much debt? Uh, <laughs> too much debt is when you have more debt than what you can pay for. <laughs> <laughs> More than, than what you can pay for. And one of the things I use is because, um, and I can only speak from where I've been. So as a black woman um, that did not, I didn't, I wouldn't say I grew up in poverty, but we wasn't rich. We wasn't poor. We wasn't rich. We had enough. Um, but even when I went on my own, I, you know, I had children. So I struggled with many years of my life trying to just make, things happen. You know, we never got put out, thank God, but their lights never got cut off, but it was still a struggle. It was paycheck to paycheck. So um, when you start getting an increase and things begin to feel lighter, our biggest mistake in our culture um, of African-Americans, because I believe we, uh, just as a culture, we kind of have been the, the ones that live below the line, poverty line. So when we get a bunch of money, our taxes, when we get um, even the lottery, we don't have the mindset to even know how to spend this money. So when it comes in, it just, it's just gone. You know, before you turn around, it's just gone. So um, I, I, I see, I, I went to, to the left. I'm coming back to the right. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. I mean, but that's that's definitely true in, in our communities, um, you know, and, and thankfully nowadays we have individuals like yourself that are there to help coach, you know, the, the resources are there because I grew up in a home, you know, same as you, we we, we weren't poor, we, but we also didn't want for anything, you know, but we wasn't rich, you know what I'm saying, um, but there wasn't lessons when it came to finances, you know. Um, now my mom did say, I always, you know, have you a rainy day pot somewhere, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and of course as a black woman, you don't depend on no man to take, you, you know, you get those little talks, but when it comes to like the financial responsibility yeah. and how to, you know, increase your credit and the importance of credit and things like that, those things were not taught. And right. unfortunately <laughs> you found out the hard way. Um, <laughs> but the question was um, how much debt is too debt? And you actually answered it. It's like you said, it's, it's when you have more debt than what you can afford, you know, 
So then we're done what you can pay. But there was a point and I remember the point now. The point that I was trying to make is because uh, we, because we've been in poverty so long sometimes when we start making better money and we don't have the education, we now at the place where, okay, I got money, I can do this and I can do that. And so we begin to pull and start getting a car and, and we get this and, and all of these little payments, they look like it's stuff that we can afford, but we don't really take the time to, to even leave room for what happens if the car breaks down. Now, not even let me not get anything for six months so I can build me up an emergency fund, but let me just start. I got money, so I'm just going to start spending. So what my rule of thumb is when I get a raise, I don't automatically add something to the bill, to the budget. I don't go out and buy a new car. When I got my car in 2020, um, I hadn't had a new car since 2012. I got my, I got a car in 2012. It was a great car. It didn't have a reason when I paid it off. I was, did not even have a desire to get another car because I didn't want another car payment. I was happy about the freedom of paying off that debt. But there came a time after I paid it off that I started beginning to think, okay, I'm doing a lot of traveling. I'm probably going to have to upgrade. Uh, but I didn't want to do it immediately. So uh, that was 2012. So around 20, I think I got another raise in 2018. I didn't do it then. I got another raise in 2019. I didn't do it then. I got another raise in 2020. In 2020, because I got it in December, that's when I made a decision. Okay, I think I'm good enough um, at a good place where even if I take on this car payment and something happens, you know, I'm good. But learning to be, um, I guess, maybe patient, you know, we don't have to have it right now. And I think that's what we tell ourselves. Well, we only live once. And that's true. And there's some things that I will do right now, but big decisions like that, you don't have to make a decision right now. If you're not in a critical where you, you know, got to have a car, if we can just take in the increase, continue to live below our means, when we're living below our means, we're also creating wealth because that money is going into saving. So it's there for when something happens. Yeah. I, and I've tried to do that because um, I was one of those that, you know, had to crawl out of a debt. And um, even when I did get, you know, some savings, I tell myself that savings account isn't even there. <laughs> right. you know? Because if you know that you've got, well, I've got this in savings, so I can go ahead and get that, you know, and so I pretend like my savings account doesn't even exist um, to help kind of keep me disciplined. Um, am I completely disciplined? No, I can probably use some coaching. So I'll probably be reaching out to you because uh, <laughs> you have those moments, you know, because yeah, um, it's a mindset, you know, you have your, your mindset has to change and you have to um, start better habits in order to, you know, grow and learn and do better. And, you know, I'm glad you said that because I recognize that, too. When I got my first increase that allowed me, because at one point in time, I was in, it was so bad. I was working three jobs and I do mean three jobs. <laughs> I was working my main job from eight to five. Then I went to uh, from Monday to Friday. And then my second job was five to nine, Monday through Friday. My third job was uh, Saturday and Sunday. And it was kind of sporadic hours. But and, and it literally like even when I think about it now, I do not absolutely do not know how I did it. And 
it was at one of the worst times of my life. I felt horrible. I didn't feel excited about having to go to these jobs. I didn't feel excited about anything. I just, it was something I could not stay where I was. And I had this determination. I was just like, God, you got to change this. And, but, you know, I also had to put in the work. I had to be willing to make some sacrifices. I had to be willing to go out and find another job and do things that I didn't want to do. There was many times I was on that second job and I was on the job by myself. You know, I was in a whole building. It was kind of, it was a cleaning job and I would be mopping and crying and singing. It won't always be like this. <laughs> I remember I could see myself still doing it, but I was just like, I don't know when this is going to change, but this has to change. I had to rent out my house that I was paying a mortgage on um, and go live with my mom so that I didn't lose the house and that didn't go onto my credit. You know, I really wanted to keep the house, but I also didn't want to start over and it was already bad. So I made that decision to rent it out. But as a 40 year old woman, who wants to go live with their mom when they have a house? Right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> some major sacrifices and there will when you've gotten yourself in a place you have to make some major sacrifices but in the end it will be worth it yeah you have to come to a place and, and I'm actually in God actually put me in that place right now um because I was starting to lose some of my discipline because like you say you know you you see increase in your salary and, and you get a little happy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like okay so right now, I'm going to need you to only get what you need, not what you want. And it's been very hard. I'm actually on month two of okay. this, or two and a half, actually. Um, and it's not easy, you know, even having to tell my daughter, nope, that's not a need. And then, but it's funny because like when I'm like, oh, I want to go, that's not a need, mommy. So it's like, but she's, you know, it's it's sacrificing but at the same time she's learning something too because she's recognizing what are the needs and what are versus the wants you know and it's okay to treat yourself here and there but you have to have that discipline um and so a question that i have so for individuals that have like just have mounds of debt what are some steps that they can take to start working themselves you know some reliable ways to start paying off that debt well, the method I use, and I always encourage anybody else to use, and I'm not saying it's the only one that works. There's plenty of ways that you can kind of knock out debt. Um, but the the main thing that helped me, I use Dave Ramsey's um, method of uh, the snowball effect of taking paying, starting with the smallest debt, paying it off, and then using the money that you would have paid for that, doubling it up going to the next card, going to the next bill to be able to wipe all of that debt out. But definitely start because when you can see it, because when you're trying to pay off these high bills, like $1,000 and you know, all you got is $100 on it, it feels like nothing is moving, nothing is changing. And it can be very discouraging because it's not a quick process, especially when you have limited funds to be able to knock out those debt. But if you can just, if you got a $100 bill and it, all you can put towards it is $30 a check, but in three months it's gone. Or, you know, now that may not have added up correctly. So don't say I I, I can add, <laughs> but we gonna say, we gonna say a $90 bill. Well, we got a $90 bill. I can't pay that bill off because all I got extra is this much, but I'm willing to pay 20, $30 on it. $30 a month, three months, it's gone. Well, you may feel like three months is a long time, 
well, it may be a long time for you, but not for somebody else. But in three months, when you see that thing drop off your credit and your credit go, score go up, maybe 10 points, 20 points, it feels good. And it feels like a sense of accomplishment and makes you, gives you that energy to do the next one. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, so what are some other ways that people can help improve their credit rating? Uh, the best way, if you already have credit cards, <clears throat> the best way is to make sure that you, if, if at all possible, pay it off every month. If you can't pay it all, off every month, then try. Now, if, if your debt is already high and you're trying to increase it, get it down to 30% utilization. Don't use more than 30 cents. That's the first starting. You want it lower than that. But if you can at least get it down to not being over 30% of utilization on that credit card, on each credit card, that one step will help you. But once you get control of your spending, you should be uh, shooting for 10% utilization. If you can't pay it off every month, keep your credit cards 10% and below and your credit rating will continue to increase. Okay. So the goal is 10%, but if you can't start with 10%, at least 30. 30. Yes. Because sometimes uh, most people are probably already over 50% of their utilization in most cases. So it's hard even sometimes to get down to the 30%. So 30% can be the first goal. And then after that goal is reached, yes, shoot for the pen. And see, even that in itself is some nuggets because a lot of people probably don't know that you need to watch the percentage of how much you're using on the credit cards. Because, you know, some people think I can just charge it and charge it and then until it's maxed out, then I can pay it off. But the percentage of the amount that, that you're using also impacts your credit as well. It absolutely does. And even if you're paying that credit card on time every month, probably minimum payment, if it's maxed out, it still looks bad on your credit report because you are over 50, you know, you're that high in the usual, you, you've maxed out the cards. Okay. Now, one last question. Um, I know we have a couple minutes, um, but I did want to, man, this was good. <laughs> that, that 30 minutes is going by fast. <laughs> May have to do a part two. <laughs> so it's good to put money up for a rainy day, but I know a lot of people say, you know, I don't make enough to be able to put anything back. Well, at, at that point, then I would say this would be the point where you have to make a hard decision and, and it can be temporary and just say, I need more money and I have to, there's if you either go out and find a second job or find some type of skill that you can do to create an additional income. And when you get that additional income, you must be disciplined enough to make sure that that money is going towards the whole purpose of why you got the job and not streaming it into your regular monthly income, which is easy to do. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Well, I definitely appreciate your time and for coming out and giving us some of these really, really, really good nuggets. Oh my goodness. And again, <laughs> we, we probably have to do a part two because there's a whole lot it just in credit itself, but even budgeting um, and learning how to uh, set budgets and, and many different things like that. And so, again, I thank you for 
joining us today, giving us those um, meaty, meaty nuggets that we really needed. And I enjoyed having you on. You all can um, get more information on www.healedpeoplehelppeople.com forward slash TS coaching. Again, that's www.healedpeoplehelppeople.com forward slash TS coaching. You can also reach out to Paint to Purpose if you um, weren't able to catch that um, website and I'll provide the information. It'll also be listed in the description of the podcast. And again, I thank you all for listening to us. I love you all. There's nothing you can do about it. Until next time, have a blessed day and a blessed week and happy Thanksgiving to all.